What's good, everyone? Welcome back to the Creative Collision Podcast. This is Saeed here, uh, bringing you part four of my Dodgers offseason series. Uh, at this point of the offseason, the Dodgers are pretty much almost all set with their roster. Um, they still you know, can make a few more moves, some trades. Uh, but a lot of the free agents have been picked up, a lot of the big names. And they, um, even a lot of the the non-big names, uh, just a lot of a lot of guys have signed already. So there's not a lot left in free agency. Uh, so at this point, the Dodgers are going to make any more moves. It'll be mostly via trade. Um, so what I'm going to do in this part four is uh, pretty much look at the roster and give you guys my thoughts on the offseason. Kind of a recap uh, up to where we are in the offseason. Because uh, at this point, yeah, most, most of the moves have been finished. Uh, the Dodgers have done most of what they're going to do this offseason as far as uh, their transactions, free agency. And uh, there might be there might be a trade or two they can still look at. But uh, this is this is mostly what we're going to see here was currently on the roster. Uh, I think it's is pretty much going to be it um, for the most part. So I'm going to give you my thoughts my uh, on the offseason. Uh, kind of recap it, who they lost, who's no, no longer on the team, and who they've added and um, going forward. And and let's see what other moves they can make. Uh, might give my my opinions on some other potential moves. Uh, but yeah, this will be part four of my Dodgers offseason series. Uh, I'll probably do one more part after this. Part five will probably be around spring training, around the time of spring training is um, um, getting ready to start uh, by then you know, their roster will pretty much be almost all set. So uh, Yeah, so this is my part four Dodgers offseason recap. Let's get into it Okay, so first off since I last uh, did my my series my no since I last did part three a lot of moves have been made um, I believe obviously Trevor Bauer was still on the team at that time So he's no longer on the team uh, Justin Turner was still a free agent I did my my last podcast on the on this uh, this uh, part three series. Uh, so now he's with the with the Boston Red Sox. He signed, so we lost Turner. And then a few days ago, we traded for uh, Miguel Rojas, an infielder uh, that we that came up with us uh, with the Dodgers. We traded a, a prospect Jacob Amaya for Miguel Rojas. Um, so. So yeah, a lot of moves have been made uh, since my last podcast. I kind of wanted to let all that kind of settle in and and get my thoughts about it. Um, so uh, so yeah, the Dodgers are pretty much all set with their with most of what they're what they're going to be. Uh, the roster we're looking at is probably what we're going to get for the most part. Um, there's still it still looks like what their goal is is to stay under the the luxury tax and Trevor Bauer's, um, you know, contract kind of put a big dent in that, right? He, they got Dodgers got to pay him 22 and a half million. So that pretty much brought him right up to the luxury tax. And then when they traded, um, when they traded for Miguel Rojas, that put him over. Um, but I don't think there's going to be any other big moves. So there's still a possibility that the Dodgers, are gonna try to get under that luxury track luxury tax before the season ends or before the season begins, and um, and not get penalized for being over, so they can they can try to go uh, after Otani next year because um, that looks like that definitely looks like what their goal is. So 
So we'll see. We'll see what they do. There's only three people they can really trade um, at this point to get under that, that luxury tax. And and that's uh, Blake Trinan, um, Max Muncy, and Chris Taylor. And the most likely candidate to trade would be uh, Blake Trinan because uh, he's hurt. He makes, uh, I think, $8 million next year. So, uh, so he's... He's the most likely candidate for a possible trade, uh, but because he's hurt, the Dodgers would have to entice the team to take on his money uh, and they'll take a pretty much a dead contract for no no availability, uh, no production, uh, $8 million. So in order for the Dodgers to convince somebody to do that, then you got to trade. They got to give them something, right? They got to give them some prospects. And, and the Dodgers have a deep enough farm system where they can, they can uh, find a team to get that done. Uh, without having to trade like a top, you know, a top 10 prospect, maybe, maybe one top 10 prospect if they, they really need to. But, um, you know, there's, there's a, probably a good five or six guys that, that, that are close to untouchable. You know, that's, and that's, uh, um, Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone, Diego Cartaya. Um, I want to call Michael Bush untouchable, but I don't, Think the Dodgers would give them give them up in a salary dump for Blake Trinan. There's there's obviously names out there, um, so we'll see uh, we'll see if they can get under that luxury tax. But regardless, um, this is this is what we're looking at here with the roster, and it's it's definitely a lot different. It's a it's going to be a very different type of vibe, uh, different team. You still got the superstars, right? Uh, so you're still gonna you still you still got those guys you still got Mookie Betts you still got Freddie Freeman um, you still got Kershaw uh, you got Muncie Will Smith so you got enough star power there uh, but after that you, there's a lot of young a lot of young talent uh, a lot of young guys that are gonna get opportunity um, and I mentioned that in my previous podcast I did a uh, kind of a rookie prediction and or looked at the potential rookies for the Dodgers next year. Um, so, you know, we already talked about, already talked about um, Miguel Vargas and the opportunity he's going to get. Um, James Outman might get a pretty good opportunity next year. Uh, but let's talk about who they did bring in. Let's talk about who they did bring in. So, I mean, I like what the Dodgers did. I, I know we didn't get a huge name. We lost Trey Turner. We didn't get, um, you know, we didn't get one of these other big names. We didn't get Aaron Judge. We didn't get um, one of the other big shortstops. Carlos Correa fiasco was crazy. He ended up going back to the Twins um, after <laughs> agreeing to basically like 13 years of contracts and like $900 million altogether it was his agreed upon deals this offseason between the Giants, the Mets, and the Twins. But you know, Correa goes back to the Twins. Uh, Bogarts went to... The Padres, um, Swanson went to the Cubs, so we missed out on. We didn't get a big name shortstop. Yeah, you know, we lost a big name shortstop. We didn't get one back. Um, so we, you know, we didn't get any big names. We we didn't get Carlos Rodon. Some some of these you know big names we didn't get. But you know, you could be a little disappointed with that. I get it if if you're a Dodgers fan and are a little upset that they didn't um, go harder for some of these guys, but. Well, I look at what they did. Um, I think it's okay. I think I think we'll be fine. We kind of needed a reset, you know. We needed to 
give these young guys a look, and that's what we're going to do. And then when you look at the guys they did bring uh, bring in, they got some really good players on really good deals. And, um, you know, I'm pretty surprised that some of the contracts they're able to get. Um, starting with um, Noah Syndergaard. Well, the one year, I think 10 or 11 million for Syndergaard. That's a good contract. Uh, that's a really good deal for for Syndergaard. Um, and, you know, he, I think he uh, had said that uh, there was other offers out there that potentially gave him a little bit more money, maybe more than one year. Uh, but he wanted to come to the Dodgers. Uh, he wanted he wanted an opportunity to pitch for the Dodgers because he knows what the Dodgers can do for his career. Uh, Dodgers are our masters at you know finding the best out of pitchers getting the best out of pitchers and turning their careers around and he wanted to come here so we got a good deal for Senegar you know one year 10 or can't remember exactly if it was 10 or 11 million but somewhere right there so there are another some incentives uh, if you uh, based off his performance uh, but when you look at what Senegar got compared to some of the other pitchers in uh, the league um, it's really good. Uh, Sean Manaya got like two years, 25 million from the Giants and Senegard was better than Manaya last year. Manaya was terrible last year. So the fact that we, you know, Manaya got what he got and we got Senegard for the price we got him at is, is good. Another guy that stands out was Clevenger. Clevenger was, you know, pretty bad last year too. And he got something like two years for, you know, 25, 26 million. So, uh, you know, that was, that was just a win-win right there for Syndergaard. And, and you look at, you know, Syndergaard's obviously dealt with injuries in the past, but he's two years removed now from Tommy John. And you look at his numbers last year, they weren't that bad. He had an ERA in the the mid mid threes, I believe, th- uh, high threes. It's pretty good. And, um, and you know, he, he was pretty durable. You know, he... He stood, you know, stood, stood, stood pad, didn't get hurt, um, at least not for a long time. You know, he's, he, I think he 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 made twenty something starts, um, and uh, he's not that old. That's the thing. He's sitting guard's only like thirty years old still, so there's definitely opportunity to find that old synagogue from the Mets. Um, not necessarily. He doesn't have to be that. He doesn't have to throw 100, 101 anymore, but. Um, he was averaging like 94 on his fastball last year. If you can get that back to like 97, um, he's going to be dangerous. And, you know, the Dodgers pitching staff, Mark Pryor, they, they find ways, they find ways to, to really turn pitchers into something special. And they've done magic with pitchers far less talented than Syndergaard. You know, you look at what they've done with guys like Andrew Heaney, uh, last year, Tyler Anderson, um, Evan Phillips. Uh, Almonte, those guys are those guys had great years uh, for us last year, um, and Syndergaard is more gifted than all of them, right? He's he's just more talented than all of them. So uh, who knows what they can do with Syndergaard? So that was a great deal. Uh, you know, losing Tyler Anderson was a pretty big pretty big deal. I feel like Tyler Anderson kind of messed up signing so early because I look at the deal he got um, three years, thirty nine mil from the Angels. I feel like he could have got more if you waited a little bit longer. You look at the market. You know, he barely got paid more than people I just mentioned, like Manaya and Clevenger and guys like that. And, you know, Tyler Anderson was so much better than those guys last year. So um, I, I kind of feel like he kind of shorted himself out a little bit. But 
nonetheless, the fact that um, we got Syndergaard to fill out that rotation, uh, I think it's it's a low low risk move and a good move for us. Another one that was a great move was uh, JD Martinez. Uh, JD Martinez, I've always been a fan of. That guy can really hit, and um, it was an interesting signing because Martinez at this point is just a DH. He's not really a guy that's gonna play on the, gonna play out there on the field. Um, he might play some left field here and there, but he's basically a DH, a full time DH. So, um, so it was interesting because you weren't sure the Dodgers were gonna do something like that, full time DH, but they did. And uh, Martinez, he, he had a good season last year. He's, you know, he was still an all-star. He's basically replacing Justin Turner for us, right? Um, and you compare, you compare J.D. Martinez and Justin Turner. Uh, Martinez and Turner almost had, like, identical kind of batting splits last year. Martinez, a little more power. Uh, but, like, their OPS was pretty close or all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, but we got him for a you know one year, one year. Uh, the same thing was I think it was ten or eleven mil, just like Syndergaard. Um, so, so that was a really great pickup compared to like Justin Turner still wanted multiple multiple years, and it is what it is. It sucks we lost him. Um, he's a Dodgers legend, and he always will be a Dodgers legend. Uh, we're gonna miss uh, JT for sure, but JD JD is a good uh, a good replacement. Um, now, he's a guy that likes hitting Dodger Stadium. He's played in the NL West before. He had a four-home run game with Dodger Stadium. Um, he played with Mookie in Boston. So, they're, you know, Dodgers are familiar with him. And, uh, for yeah, that's it's a really good contract for a really good hitter. You know, Martinez, uh, uh, he's a guy that can, he can still, I wouldn't be surprised if he hits 30 home runs next year. He's that type of hitter. And he's he's been uh, he's been great in the past. He's still not you know he's like about four years younger than Justin Turner, so he's a little bit more left in the tank, I feel like. And uh, that you know that just that was a big pickup. We really needed another bat. Um, he lengthens the lineup, and again for the at the money we got him for, um, it was a low risk, high reward situation. And then. Uh, and then the the trade we made a couple of days ago, trading for Miguel Rojas, uh, that was just that was a really good insurance policy pickup. Cause uh, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, the Dodgers missed out on uh, they missed out on um, on uh, the top premium shortstops. You know they they didn't get any of the big name shortstops. So so getting uh, getting uh, Miguel Rojas, uh, who was Great defensively, he had a, uh, one of the best defensive seasons last year at the shortstop, and as a, it's a, just more of an insurance policy. You know, some people think he's going to be the everyday shortstop. Uh, some people think he's going to be a utility guy that's going to bounce around. Um, I think he'll be at least to start the season. I think he'll be a utility guy. I do think the Dodgers are going to really give Gavin Lux a shot at shortstop. I really do. Uh, earlier. In the uh, in the off season, I was unsure about about that. Um, I didn't know how much the Dodgers really trusted Lux at shortstop. But now, now where we're at now, I I feel like they're going to to see if he can do it. They're gonna they're gonna see if Lux can can be a, a shortstop at the big league level, and that's fine. You know that's 
give him the opportunity because if it does work out, Gavin Lux will be much more valuable at shortstop than he would be at second base if he can do it. So, uh, but Rojas is a good, I don't know, pretty much safety net to lean on. If Lux struggles at short, they can always move Lux back to second, and then you got Rojas at short. So, so um, that's where I, that's where I'm looking at. I think they're really they're gonna give Lux an opportunity to prove himself at short. Uh, but Rojas is a very good, very good, solid player. Uh, of course, he came up with the Dodgers. Uh, he's he's you know love pretty much beloved in Dodgers already, Dodgers history because he's he's the guy that made a great play saving Kershaw's uh, no hitter um, at third base. So um, so as soon as we got Rojas, oh, all Dodger fans were already familiar with his name and we know uh, we know who he is. So. Good, good clubhouse guy. You know, obviously not a not a great hitter. He's not gonna give you a lot with the bat, um, but he doesn't strike out much. You know, so they're hoping he can kind of be a better hitter than Hans Roberto, because Alberto was kind of in that same mold where a guy that you know it's not gonna give you a lot of power or anything, but he's not he's gonna make contact. And that's Rojas is kind of in that same same type of lane. He's gonna make contact. He's not gonna strike it all a lot. Won't give you a lot of a lot of you know power and a lot of slugging, but um, but you can you know as long as he makes contact and and makes things happen, that's that's his role with the bat, and and you know Rojas is uh really really good defensively, you know, and he can play all over the the field. He can play short, third base, first base. He'll probably never play first base because of Freeman with Freeman there, but he can play all over. So that was a good pickup. We traded uh, Jacob Amaya. Um, you know, solid, solid prospect, not, not one of our top prospects. Um, so, and I, I'm going to talk about, uh, the people we lost, uh, Maya being one of them in the next segment. So I'll get into that. Um, but yeah, uh, Rojas was a good pickup. And then in the outfield center field, I already got, I had to remind myself that we, uh, we picked these guys up on minor league contracts, but we got. Oh, Jason Hayward and then uh, Steven Duggar. The uh, those are the two minor league guys we signed, and um, I, yeah, I forgot we signed Hayward because it happened so kind of early. Uh, Duggar as well, and you know there's still rumors about the Dodgers trying to get another outfielder. Um, Brian Reynolds is still on the you know, out there in the trade rumors. But let's say let's say they don't get another outfielder, and that's what they that's what they have in center. So at the moment you got you got Mookie in right, um, and left, and left you got basically a platoon or a combination of Chris Taylor right now and Miguel Vargas probably, and then in center we have um, uh, James Altman. Uh, Trace Thompson and um, and then you got guys like Hayward and Duggar uh, minor league deals. So I don't know what the Dodgers are gonna do. I don't know who's gonna be a starting center fielder still. It might be a plat- platoon thing. It might be a thing where um, they go with Trace Thompson against lefties and uh, James Outman against righties, and then let's say for whatever reason both of them or one of them. Or, or both of them struggle because it could happen, you know. Trace Thompson had a breakout year for us last year, but, you know, he has been a career minor leaguer. He can go back to, 
struggling at at the major league level again. All of a sudden, you know, he's uh, he needs to be replaced. We, you know, I hope not a real light Trace Thompson, but that can happen. And then James Altman, I know he had a a hot little streak there, and when we called him up, hit a home run in his first at bat. Uh, but he did strike out a lot, so he shows he there's some holes there too. So if Altman struggles, then and then we're gonna need a backup, and uh, and James, uh, Jason Hayward can be that guy. You know, Hayward. He's still uh, he's still a good defender. He still has a good glove, kind of similar to Miguel Rojas, where you're not expecting a lot out of him offensively. Um, but you know he can you know he can field. You know he can you know he can catch the ball. You know he's a good he's a good defender. And, uh, and that, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's a good insurance, another good safety net, good insurance policy, just in case these guys don't work out. And I think that's what the Dodgers are kind of doing right now. They're going to give these guys opportunities. They're going to give guys like James Altman an opportunity and Gal Vargas, um, maybe even Michael Bush. Uh, they might give these guys, they're going to give these guys looks. And if they don't work out they have, you know, veterans that they can go to. Uh, temporarily and um, you know they can still always make a trade come come uh, trade deadline and I think that's where the Dodgers are at um, I feel like they're gonna they're trying to stay under the luxury tax they're gonna do what they can to try to stay under it if they are over it, it is what it is uh, but they're gonna get these young guys at least to start the season they're gonna give these young guys a, a real opportunity and if they struggle then they got you know some veterans that can they can go to um, on minor league contracts or, you know, off the bench. And if they need to go to them, they will. And then and they can reassess and then trade for bigger names come, you know, trade deadline. And, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's where they're at. And that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm with it. I like seeing young guys get opportunities. I like seeing, you know, rookies giving, uh, giving a chance. I like when rookies flourish, you know. Um, you know, Corey Seager's rookie year, Cody Bellinger's rookie years. The Dodgers have historically been such a great organization with young talent. They have the most rookie of the years in, in, uh, in all of baseball. And I'm excited. I'm excited for these guys to get looks. Um, on the pitching side as well, you know, they, you know, they got, they got um, Gavin Stone and and Bobby Miller, oh, uh, I don't know if they're going to start the season on the major league roster, but they're for sure going to get an opportunity. They're both of them will make their major league debuts at some point, and then they got uh, Ryan Pepio as well. So there's there's a lot of talent in the in the system, a lot of excitement, and if these guys they don't all have to click, they don't all have to to be great right away. But if a couple of these guys can make an impact right away, then you you have a you have another real series contender and and uh that's exciting you know it's always it's always exciting so uh i'm gonna take a little break here i'm gonna come back in a second here and uh, talk about uh the people we lost uh this offseason the departures i talked about justin turner already but uh i'll get into all the other names as well so uh thank you for listening so far and i'll be right back Okay, so the Dodgers offseason departures, uh, guy that they lost this this year, uh, obviously Justin Turner. We know it's a big loss, but I don't think it'll be as a big of a loss on the field as it was in the clubhouse. Um, 
because Turner, you know, Turner struggled for most of the season last year. He got hot in the second half, uh, but you could see the, his bat, his bat slowing down. Harder for him to catch up to to velocity, and he struggled. He's really struggled in the playoffs the last two years, and it sucks because he was such a playoff legend for us. Uh, um, has the most home runs in Dodgers postseason history, but um, you know we saw it coming. You know he's he is like thirty eight now, so it was time. It's time to give uh, the young guys opportunity. It sucks, and especially when the Dodgers made that tribute video, got a little emotional watching it. It's 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 tough because he he is um, he's a Dodgers legend. He's he's gonna be uh, mentioned as one of the greatest Dodgers of all time. So, um, uh, you know, we'll see Turner again, of course. I think um, once he retires, he'll be he'll be uh, in the organization. He's a California guy. He's a SoCal guy. So we know he'll be he'll be in the organization. And the Dodgers do such a great job with um, um, their their uh, legends and and giving them opportunities. You know, uh, you know, Oral Hershiser working for the team. Um, even guys that aren't known as Dodgers uh, had better careers elsewhere. Like Nomar, uh, Nomar, even though he's had a you know much better career with the Red Sox. And then the Dodgers, Dodgers fans kind of loved Nomar so much that he's, you know, he's kind of, in a way, a Dodgers legend, even though he didn't really play with us that long. Uh, but that's that's how Dodger fans are, you know. They, uh, when they like you, they're gonna ride with you, you know. They're gonna ride with you. So Justin Turner will be welcomed back with open arms when he's ready to come back. Uh, but on the field, on the field of play, um, we're gonna be okay. We got J.D. Martinez. Uh, to replace his production, I think that's that's a good replacement. And then, uh, then yeah, we gotta we gotta see what the young guys do. Obviously, the biggest loss is Trey Turner. Trey Turner, great player, uh, one of the best players in the game. So that's that's a big loss, of course. I can't you can't kind of tiptoe around that. He is a really good, really good player, and and uh, we'll see how that affects him. That's a that's a superstar. That's a superstar gone. From the Dodgers lineup, and they didn't really replace him with another superstar, you know. So we'll see um, how it goes. I do think there's potential there for him to be replaced within the organization because I still think Gavin Lux has superstar potential. Um, Lux, we, we we forget Lux is still really young, and. We forget how good of a prospect he was coming up. He was just destroying the minors, you know, when he came when he was going through the minor league system. Expectations probably got a little too high because he was expected to kind of come right in and pretty much be like great right away, just like Seeger was and Bellinger was. But he's still young enough to be that guy, you know, so I'm not gonna be surprised next year if if Gavin Lux has this All-Star caliber year. I'm definitely not gonna be surprised. So there's there's potential to replace Trey Turner's production. There really is. Um, and uh, and you know, best case scenario, it happens within the organization. If not, then we'll we'll explore that option. So that's that's obviously the biggest loss. Uh, of course, Bellinger gone. It was time for him. I hope you know. 
I wish him well in, in Chicago. Um, Cambrill, Cambrill wasn't good for us. He's gone. We have Roberto, Alberto signed a minor league contract. The other big name is Trevor Bauer. Um, I don't really want to talk about that situation too much. Bauer, we know he wasn't going to be back. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I already expected that decision for the from the Dodgers from for a long time. Um, we'll see. We'll see if a team signs them, but. Um, I, you know, I already went in with expectations he won't be on the roster, so I never really thought of him uh, in the rotation or any chance of him being on the roster to begin with. So, uh, you know, so it is what it is. You know, he he's obviously a good pitcher, but uh, yeah, we, we were gonna eat that. Um, and then and then you look at some of the other pieces, Kainley. A uh, good bullpen piece. Kaylee and Chris Martin are good bullpen pieces, but our bullpen is very deep and very strong still. Um, I think that's probably our biggest strength right now is our bullpen. So uh, I know we don't have a set closer, but um, I, I think that's that's okay. It's closer by committee, whoever whoever's role it is. If, if we are going to have a closer, it's probably going to be Daniel Hudson. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be ready to be back by the beginning of the season. But he's the most likely candidate, and uh, I mean, look at the Dodge, look at the the guy the Dodgers lost. Sorry, both both Turners, Justin and Trey, Cody Bellinger, Kimbrel, Alberto, Bauer, Gallo, Tyler Anderson, Heaney, Martin, Price, and Kaylee. I would say out of all these names, there's only two names that they're really gonna feel the effect of, and that's. No, I mean uh, Justin Turner. They're gonna feel the effect of losing without being Justin Justin Turner. But at least at least on the field, production wise, there's only two names that I feel like they're really gonna miss uh, their value on the field, and that's uh, Trey Turner and Tyler Anderson. Um, that's it though. Um, everybody else. Yeah, you know they're a lot. He had he had a good year, but he missed a lot of time. Chris Martin was really good for us, but you know we only had him for two months. Uh, same thing with uh, Kainley. Kainley missed most of the season anyway. Um, Bauer we never had. Gallo was a, we just tried you know traded for him and he had some moments. Kimbrough was bad all year. Uh, Justin Turner was bad for most of the season. Um, so there's not a lot of production-wise that we're going to miss. So I know people are kind of freaked out about the players we lost, but it's it's honestly not a lot of value on the field. And that could easily be replaced by by uh, what we have now. So I just want to tell everybody it's going to be okay. We're, we're going to be fine. There's already people freaking out. I know the Padres made a lot of noise, but they're still the Padres. <laughs> like at the end of the day, I know they beat us. So I, I give them respect for beating us. They have a really good team, and yeah, but until they really, at least, get to a World Series or, you know, show that they can beat us on a consistent level, you know, uh, then, then uh, they gotta prove it still. So. They're going to commit a lot of expectations. I get it. Uh, but 
the Dodgers have you know they have the reputation. They have they have the players still. Um, people are acting like this team is is uh, like an average team now, like a 80, 88 win team or something. Like this is still, in my opinion, is still a close to one hundred win team. This is it still like a ninety five plus win team? They still got two of the two of the ten best players in all of baseball, and and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. That's still that still means a lot, you know. They still got arguably the best catcher in baseball. They got a guy, Max Muncie, coming off a down year, fully healthy next year. A guy that, when he's right, is one of the best players in baseball. Um, and they got they got a uh, one of the best pitchers in baseball, Julio Urias. You got one of the most underrated, underappreciated pitchers in the game. They got Kershaw, who's I think Kershaw's under appreciated too it's crazy this guy's a hall of famer and he still kind of gets overlooked he kershaw's numbers last year were just as good if not better than than like max scherzer and like jacob de but those guys get talked about like crazy like verlander had a really good year last year i saw young who's great um but you know kershaw's not far off from any of those guys if not he's just as good as any of those guys still um and for whatever reason, we think of Kershaw as this kind of older guy. He's the same age as DeGrom. He's like three, four years younger than Scherzer and Verlander. So this guy's still like when he's pitching, when he's pitching and he's healthy, he's still one of the 10 best pitchers in the league. Um, you know, he had two, he almost had two perfect games last year. It's fucking, it's fucking crazy. So um, like we got to put respect on that guy's name. The bullpen, the bullpen is still, still solid. So I can't, you know, it's gonna be tough. It's not they're not the Dodgers are not gonna run away with the division. They're definitely not. But they're still, I say, a 50 50 with the Padres for the division, and and uh, they're definitely a wild card at worst. At worst, they're a ninety two win team, wild card team at worst. And at best, I think there's still a hundred win team. So that's that's my opinion. That's that's my thoughts right now. And I'm excited. I'm excited to get this next season coming. We're only like uh, like three weeks away from uh, from pitchers and the catchers reporting, and you know like four weeks away from actual games. It so it's it's getting close to that time of the year. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I can't wait. Uh, so that'll be it for this um, uh, this episode. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Have a good day. Stay safe. Peace. And I'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.